Good evening and welcome to another episode of Lehigh Valley Art Salon on WDIY. I'm your host, Sheila White, and joining me in the studio are some of the most infamous people that I know in the Bethlehem area, or at least one of the most infamous people I know. Doug Royston, artist, puppeteer, and ne'er-do-well upstart person who's very interested in the evolution of Bethlehem. Say hi, Doug. Hi. Hi, Doug. Right. (laughs) And also Kira Wilhelm, an incredible arts advocate and culture advocate in the Bethlehem and the Lehigh Valley area. She is one of the most passionate advocates for community engagement in arts and culture. Welcome, Kira. Very kind. Thanks, Sheila. But it's the truth, my dear. In the second half of the show, we will be joined by a relatively newcomer to the program, Leo Motaliz, who is an artist and musician in the Lehigh Valley. Welcome, Leo. Thanks for having me. Today, friends, we are going to be talking about a very important venue in the Lehigh Valley cultural arts scene, a venue that has a very unique history and a very unique programming. It's called the Charles A. Brown Ice House, and it's situated in Sand Island in Bethlehem on the north side of the Lehigh River. For friends who are and listeners who are new to the idea of the Ice House, it's an historic building over 100 years old that, yes, at one time used to produce in-house ice prior to refrigeration. And it became an asset of the Bethlehem City after it was sold to the city. And then the Parks and Recreation Director, Charles Brown, had recognized its value and turned it into a performing arts center. It was dedicated to him at his retirement in 2007. And what's interesting is in 2008 is when the historical marker actually came through. So Charles had a vision for this space, a vision for a place in which artists and the community can come together. That vision lives on, that vision moves forward. And so what I'd like to do in the conversation at this show, jumping right into it, is to talk with Doug and Kira about Charlie's vision and how that vision is moving forward. So Doug, why don't you start us off with just a a statement or an, an idea of what happens inside the ice house. Great. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought Charlie into this because Charlie really does, uh, the ghost of Charlie is with us at the ice house. He is the one who really had the the basic vision that we've all pursued. And, And I don't know if everybody remembers that, and I think it's important. So basically, what happens in the ice house? Over the years, we've been in the Ice House, or I've been in the Ice House for about 25 years. And uh, over the last eight of them, a program called the Ice House Tonight formed and uh, began to develop. And really, what's happened, particularly in the last five years and during the pandemic, is the creation of a more and more thematically and structural programming at the Ice House that is now becoming clearer and clearer and serving more and more different constituencies. And I can go into that at some depth, but uh, basically it breaks down into four areas, and I won't talk about all the things that we could about it, but the first area is called the Ice House Tonight itself. And that will develop this year with a, a series of shows for, we don't have a name for now, but uh, call them Saturday Night Specials. 
and we're hoping to work with the rest of the community to make this special string of shows on Saturday nights. The second area is programming is what I call the Community Day, and that's where we give um, various members of the educational community or the social service community a stage at the Ice House, particularly if they have an artistic connection. Third one is rapidly developing, and that's educational outreach. Uh, Right now we're in the schools with uh, programs on climate change and programs on vocation and the arts. And the the fourth one is uh, an exciting new area, and I think we'll be talking quite a bit about this. That is the midweek workshop-performances of various art forms, including jazz, rock, magic, comedy, poetry. So that is a sketch of the structural component of the Ice House, what happens in the Ice House. Thanks, Doug. Kira, I want to invite you into this conversation because Doug just laid out a pretty good vision for what is happening in terms of the programming, the kinds of activities that community can participate and observe. And But there's more to it than that. So, Kira, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the structure itself and how it has been evolving inside and outside for community input and experience? Sure. Well, first of all, Doug, I have to say, you say we, but you're not taking credit because Ice House Tonight really exists because of you and your vision. So I want to give credit where credit is due. And I think, too, you know, kind of watching you summarize all of this in your mind and trying to put it concisely is a testament to the fact that there's a lot happening at the Ice House. Absolutely. And Doug mentioned these four sort of buckets of programming. And really what's true about about the Ice House is that it is for everyone, and it's for all art forms. And so the the struggle is sort of making sense of it all <laughs> um, and putting it into buckets that folks can understand. So those buckets that Doug described are actually the product of a lot of work and a lot of conversation and a lot of efforts that have happened behind the scenes to sort of create something there that the public can really get their minds around. Well, then perhaps it might be interesting on a brief scratch level to talk about what it's not. What is the Ice House not? It's difficult for me personally to put it in terms of what it's not because it is so much. And I'm personally, I think the Ice House fits into a larger arts scene and scheme in Bethlehem. That is, all of it is supplemental to one another. So for me to say what it's not kind of changes my own mindset about the Ice House because it's what it it's really what it is and it is so many things and again to me that's one of the challenges of the Ice House is helping people understand something that is has the potential to be so much to so many people how do we sort of help each individual person because it is for everyone find their way into the Ice House programming That's great. Because I think what we're talking about here is people who are aware of the venue may have had an experience with the venue that has evolved since that experience. And it's one of those uh, facilities that I see people go, oh, this would be a great place to do this kind of event. And we're like, that event in this historic place maybe doesn't really work. Because the facility itself has its own unique character. And when someone is a part of the Ice House, you have to bring more than your body 
and it, especially mm-hmm. when you're when you're programming it or if you're producing a play. And Leo, this is a great mm-hmm. introduction to you. I'm I'm sorry, folks, I lied. Leo's coming into the conversation right now. <laughs> so you're relatively new to the the experience as an artist. How do you see performing? your work in the Ice House different from other venues in the Lehigh Valley? What do you bring to it? So for local artists in the Lehigh Valley, I think the Ice House is a stage that makes artists, whether they be just like a solo artist or a band, it makes them feel like people are coming out for them, where there's a lot of venues in the area, whether it be, you know, bars, restaurants, where artists are, you know, always looking to get paid for the art that they create. And this is a home that's very comfortable and it feels, you know, really tight knit in the community for the artists playing and the audience members that come to, you know, have that stage, um, especially for people who are coming up learning, um, you know, how to be in a band and that that stage is really important and you don't find that everywhere. So it's the best thing about it is, you know, having people come out to see you knowing they're coming out to see you mm. and they're not coming out to have drinks or have food they're coming out to support you. And um, that's a feeling that artists need to really thrive and to keep going. Well, then let's expand the conversation not only about seeing you, but also that many of the performers that have been in the Ice House have been producing new works, mm-hmm. new songs, new new approaches to work. Some of the regular arts groups and organizations, Touchstone Theater, Crowded Kitchen Players, the dance groups, Sarah Carlson and the uh, movement groups, it's about a space where new work is supported and celebrated. Exactly. And in a band scene, it just seems to me, now nah, I could be completely wrong on this, don't come at me, but it seems to me that when bands go into bars and to, and to restaurants, et cetera, the expectation is cover bands, yeah. right? So it could be a different experience for you as a young artist because you're bringing in new work, new ideas for mm-hmm. your band, yes? Yeah, I mean, my band hasn't played one of the series nights. We played the Ice House before. I, I think my role in this is really to help get local bands that are creating music and writing their own songs on stage. I've just been running sound and helping set that up and kind of getting people together to provide that stage for more people in the community. Mm. Well, Doug, in a very short time, in about a minute, how can you add to that? We The question was, what is it not? And mm-hmm. and let's say what it's not in, not a, uh, in a kind of positive way. Basically, uh, the Ice House is... Is, is founded on pretty much uh, what I call anthropological foundation as opposed to a business foundation. And it is very, very, very much about a creative citizenry, a stage for a creative citizenry. And that means a resident creative citizenry. A resident creative citizenry, so an opportunity for artists who live and create here, an opportunity and a space for them to share that? Basically, the, no, the idea is that a really, truly cultural place grows, nurtures, and develops its own artists who actually live there. That's what a, a cultural place really is. Well said, Doug. Friends, you're listening to Lehigh Valley Art Salon. We're talking about the next generation and vision of the Ice House in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. With me is Doug Royston, Kira Wilhelm, and Leo Modalese. Stay tuned for the second half coming up after this short break. 
Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org. Tune up your week with a great variety of jazz music on WDIY, Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11, offers many choices from the world of jazz, featuring traditional to modern styles, plus Swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and Improvisational Jazz on the Bridge, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY. And we're back to Lehigh Valley Art Salon on WDIY. I'm your host, Sheila White, and we're going to continue this conversation with Doug Royston, Leo Montalese, and Kira Wilhelm. So we're talking about the Ice House in Bethlehem, and we were talking about it as, you know, a couple of series and t- types of activities that go in there. I wanted to talk about the space itself, this historic building. I will just start off with there's a smell in there that is very homey. It's that wood smell. It it smells a little bit of the nature. You can smell the history there. And I love walking in the doors because I'm just taken by this environment. Leo, can you talk a little bit more about the space as an artist and, and how you approach the venue itself? Yeah, so I was introduced to the Ice House probably three years ago now uh, through Tape Swap Radio. Uh, Seamus McGrogan and Matt Mulchaney running that. Uh, they invited my band Service Dog to play a show there, and we walked in, and we were really taken aback because it's just, you know, it's huge. You walk in, you're yeah. like, we're playing here. It's, you know, it's not a small little dingy area. <laughs> it's a, And it's, you know, it's beautiful, it's open, and it's really comforting at the same time. It's not you walk in and you're overwhelmed at all. And I, I think the space... You know, you have the main room at the bottom, which is nice and open for larger events. Uh, And then you have the small stage upstairs, which is nice for, like, intimate shows. It's just, it has so much to offer, and uh, it's comforting. Let's talk about the production end of it. Mm -hmm. Part of the collaboration is the requirements that one has to bring to the Ice House. It's not, I mean, there are lights, there's some sound, but if you're expecting a, you know, 21st century venue that has all the bells and whistles, once you get into the, the venue, it's it's a little different. Can yeah. you talk about what you have to bring in terms of equipment and awareness to get the show to the realized vision that you have? Yeah, so with the artists, um, we want to make it as easy as we can for them. So we ask them, you know, bring whatever you, you know, have at your practice space besides a PA system, you know, just your amps, your drums, and your instruments, uh, we want them to be comfortable. So that's the first thing. For sound, our first show that we did that wasn't a part of our rock series there was Music Arcadia. Uh, we had four bands play that, and I had a good friend of mine, Corey Lantaff, come out and run sound, and he does that professionally. So he had, you know, a bunch of equipment. He has the PAs, he has the subs, he has his whole rack he brings out to run sound, and it, it's a production. We were there all day setting up and uh, sound checking his, you know, mics on everything. Everything was recorded, separate track. That was a more of a um, bigger production. But now for our rock series, it's we just have the PA system that we use, a simple mixer, and some microphones that we put on if we need. 
we try to do it as simple as possible and make it just as comfortable as possible. Hey, Doug, what do you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Leo just described uh, perfectly a phenomenon, and I'm going back to my anthropology days, but uh, a phenomenon that is ex- that exists in mo- most small cities, and that is that there are groups of people. He, he just described a group of people. These are people who are uh, are dedicated to rock and roll and uh, indie bands, okay? They're one network of several. We have over here a network of poets, over here a network of jazz people, and they live out in our communities. How Can we take the Ice House and the Ice House stage and say, hey, come together. This is the place. We'll make art here. And we will grow this arts community together. In other words, the Ice House is developing as that place where different art forms can live and grow. And uh, that's what we need for the future of a creative citizenry. Okay, Kira? Yeah, just listening to you, Leo, talk about your experience, just thinking about from the perspective of somebody who's been sort of working behind the scenes at the Ice House, with yourself, Sheila, you, Doug, and a couple of other people who've been sort of working to bring more awareness to the Ice House and its programming, as we started to really gel what we envisioned for the Ice House and bring that to fruition, that was timed really nicely with Leo's arrival and his um, friends and colleagues in the indie band industry, sort of through that Music Arcadia program. And I recall our first meeting, we invited them to the Ice House in the evening, and we sat together in a small circle in the green room, and we talked about what the Ice House means, what it is, sort of what kind of heart it has, and the fact that as an artist who performs there, it is, in essence, a DIY experience. We are there to support you, to help get the word out as we are able, but I would say it's really starting with that conversation that a whole new this this indie band in particular sort of series blossomed. And I credit you and your friends with taking so seriously, with really understanding what the Ice House is, with walking into that space and feeling the heart of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an historic building. And you walk into those front doors, which is right on the banks of the Lehigh River. It also occurred to me it's as close to the south side as you can get on the north side. Oh yeah, it's right by the bridge. <laughs> so it's a, it's just, and that's so right for mm-hmm. the Ice House. Yeah. It's it's for everyone. It's right there in the middle. Um, it's right by the Fahey Bridge. You can walk right across. But you you walk into those front doors. You're sort of like where where am I? And then you take a few steps in into the Ice House itself, and you're in this space of wood and stone and brick and history. And then to have art happening in a space like that is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever had anyone experience art in that space and not leave feeling just delighted, Mm -hmm. like they've seen something magical. And there have been a number of performances in there where artists can come in and transform the space with, I'm remembering George Robb's performance of his Broad Street string quartets and brought a backdrop of cardboard boxes (laughs) stacked in a way in which you saw, yeah, and this wonderful shadow and pattern and texture just came along. I was like, what a brilliant just stroke of genius there. And, And I see these little moments every time someone comes in to transform the space with twinkly lights. It's an inspiring palette. Mm -hmm. It really is. Absolutely. But we have a limited time in the show here that I do want to talk about how the behind the scenes work has really taken a shift into second and third gear 
full speed ahead on providing a little bit more structure to making sure that what we can sustain and can support has growth. Doug, why don't you take the lead on this conversation? Well, you know, if you listen to the tenor of this conversation we just had, what you're hearing is is a group of people who are in active learning mode. We keep, uh, it is amazing uh, what I have, for instance, understood in the last few weeks as we as we move from the Rock Committee, uh, because things are actually dividing into committees, and we're talking about the Jazz Committee that we would like to do in the future. So, you know, this is the mode we're in. We're still learning and we're still putting things together. And the result of that is that we are steadily increasing what I the word I hate to use, but the product. That is what this ice house is and how it's structured and how increasingly we are doing one thing, and that is growing our artists, making sure they get paid for what they do, learning how they can get paid more, and we are in that learning process. So in that building of that structure, Kira, you have some news that you want to share with our listeners. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy to share that sort of as we began to help people understand what the Ice House is and how they can support it as an audience member, we were also doing the work, and I, I say we, but really it's, um, I have to credit again, Doug and, and others on the team, yourself included, Sheila, for doing all of the legwork to establish uh, the Ice House as a nonprofit, as a 501c3. In fact, now to be called the Ice House Performing Arts Collaborative, which I like to call the ice pack. Yes, we were, yes, let's start that now. Ice, ice pack. pack. Yes. Ice pack. Um, <laughs> which, you know, that name, and Ice House Tonight was, was wonderful when it was just that, a, an evening series of programs, but it's so much more. So the Ice House Performing Arts Collaborative, or Ice Pack, um, speaks more to what we envision for the Ice House. And as a nonprofit, that means that we can now officially seek funding, donors, sponsors, supporters. And this literally just happened. So Mm -hmm. please stay tuned and uh, follow along as we get the word out about that. And I also want to mention Ara Barleib, who is uh, uh, the producer at the Crowded Kitchen Players, who has given a lot of time and expertise. And when you see um, any of the archived images or video of what uh, happened at the Ice House tonight through the pandemic, we really want to credit Ara for all of the contributions Mm -hmm. that he's made to that effort as well. So if listeners want to know more about what's happening and to follow along with this uh, story as it progresses, one can find information on the Ice House tonight website, which is conveniently www.icehousetonight.com. How simple is that? So how do we want to wrap up the show, friends? Doug, do you want to have like a five-second answer to what to do next? I think of all things that people may not be aware of is just how busy the Ice House is now. Uh, The Ice House Performing Arts Collaborative look forward to doing some 130 uh, events at the Ice House. Uh, We'll have PYT in there doing another 50 to 60. We have Arts Quest coming in, and we have uh, other uh, Celtic Classic. This place is buzzing. It is one of the busiest places maybe in the whole Lehigh Valley. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Leo. And thank you, Kira, for the conversation about the Ice House tonight. I want to also mention that you can follow along on the Ice House tonight Instagram feed and also want to 
say a generous and grateful thank you to the City of Bethlehem and the Department of Recreation. Jody, you are our hero. Thank you so much for supporting. I want to say to also our listeners, as we come to the end of this episode of Lehigh Valley Art Salon, it amazes me how quickly the minutes fly when we're in the midst of a great conversation. I want to thank my guests, and I also want to share a great thanks to the producers and the engineers at WDIY for giving me a voice and a platform to talk about the incredible cultural traditions, the venues, the experiences, and the extraordinary artists that live and create in the Lehigh Valley. Yes, listeners, this is my last show on Lehigh Valley Art Salon. I am turning over all of the hosting to my friend, my dear friend, Kate Scuffle, and to everyone who shares my deep affection for the arts in the Lehigh Valley and has forgiven my Midwestern accent, I am profoundly grateful. You've been listening to Lehigh Valley Art Salon on WDIY. I've been your host, Sheila White. Slancha. <laughs>